On behalf of Dreamers Empire, we'd like to welcome you to the Recapturing the Future podcast. From computer-driven cars to monorails, from smart houses to floating cities, from spaceports to interstellar travel, in the spirit of the innovative and forward-thinking concepts of the great world's fairs and Walt Disney's experimental prototype community of tomorrow, we cover the technology and exciting concepts of future living. So join us today as we recapture the future. sponsors of the Recapturing the Future podcast is forum software Fusion BB. Fusion BB developers packed Fusion BB with features for both site owners and users to make your community a success right out of the box. Visit us at FusionBB.com. Greetings and welcome to the Recapturing the Future podcast. This is episode number six. Join Josh and Bob and I today as we begin our tour of the future world in Dubai. But first, we bring you the news of the future. In our News of the Future segment, uh, we've got some new news that just came out today. Berlin has unveiled its latest tourist attraction. It's a futuristic box that will sit for the next few years on a downtown square where a replica Prussian palace is to be built. This futuristic box rises some 52 feet. And what its intention is, is it's, it's really there to host exhibitions and show the plans for this Prussian palace that is going to be completed in 2019. Hermann Parzinger, who heads the foundation that oversees Berlin's museums, said Tuesday visitors may be surprised by the architecture and want to see what's in there. The desert is an ocean in which no ore is dipped. This famous quote from the award-winning film Lawrence of Arabia paints an accurate picture of what we know as the modern Arab world. 90% of the Middle East is covered by desert. The history of the Arabian world dates back to writings from 853 BC. The Arab peoples can only be understood when you consider the lands in which they have occupied. Its distinctive art, culture, music, and religion 
reveal a history of both conquest and great suffering. The people of the Arab worlds have both toiled in great lack and risen to power in great exploits. Often considered a forsaken peoples and land, the Arab world is now home of the most quickly built and advanced place in the world. I think you are another of these desert-loving English. That is, stand up. Gordon of Khartoum. No Arab loves the desert. We love water and green trees. There's nothing in the desert. No man needs nothing. Or is it that you think we are something you can play with? Because we are a little people. A silly people. Greedy, barbarous, and cruel. What do you know, Lieutenant? In the Arab city of Cordoba were two miles of public lighting in the streets when London was a village. Yes. You were great. Nine centuries ago. Time to be great again, my lord. From the upper floors of the Burj Al Arab, you can see the city disappearing into the heat haze shimmering off the desert floor. Besides having the tallest building in the world, Dubai also boasts dozens of the most modern parks, zoos, and art centers in the world. An indoor ski resort, the man-made Palm Jumeirah Islands, that host over 100 luxury hotels, exclusive residential beachside villas and apartments, marinas, water theme parks, restaurants, shopping malls, sports facilities, and health spas. The Burj Al Arab, the only six-star hotel in the world, and the most aggressive and amazing construction projects, which has escalated this United Arab Emirate as the most modern place in the world. Today we'll look at the incredible futuristic plans for this modern metropolis as we begin our series on Dubai. Dubai has a rich collection of buildings and structures of various architectural styles. Many modern interpretations of Islamic architecture can be found here due to a boom in construction and architectural innovation in the Arab world in general and in Dubai in particular. As a result of this boom, modern Islamic and world architecture has literally been taken to new levels in skyscraper building design and technology. So perhaps one of the, one of the futuristic things in Dubai that uh, has actually been completed and is up and running and open is the Burj Dubai. And uh, that, they finished building that in October of 2009 uh, and it opened uh, January of 2010. And that, that building is 2,717 feet tall, which I think is 164 stories. Um, that's the tallest building or the tallest structure ever built to date. Total cost for the project was $1.5 billion, which actually that doesn't seem, that actually doesn't seem uh, that high for me. Mm -hmm. um, Are they having trouble keeping tenants in the building? Yeah, because the office space is, about four thousand dollars a square foot. Oh, 
there's been a bubble of economy that uh, the overbuilding that's have been hard time running it. And when it's, you uh, say four thousand a square foot, that's the price to buy it or rent it each year, or how do they? Right, that's I think that's your leasing space. So what they do is they, when you when you lease office space, they take that per year and then times the number of square feet and then divide it by twelve. So that's a lot. And considering how hot I assume Dubai usually is, you know, the air conditioning bills for a a place like that, what what, what would that be? Yeah, I would imagine the upkeep is uh, the uh, the upkeep is pretty uh, pretty substantial. It says that I, I had read that the air conditioning system draws the airs from the upper floors, where the air is cooler. Uh, yeah, I think the air conditioning there is a challenge because it is so warm, and, and I think they have a unique system that, that actually pulls air from the very top of the building at peak cooling time so that it's easier to easier to cool the air on the lower floors. It's interesting. It says the uh, Burj Dubai Tower houses 900 Dubai residences and 37 floors of office space, a fine dining restaurant, and an observation deck. And according to the site I'm looking at, the uh, um, the, the owners said that 100% of the apartments are sold out, or were sold out. Wow. But, but the majority of the building's office space has not been taken up yet. Really, the majority? Yeah. That's got to be pretty tough to swallow. But it's interesting, the design of this building, it, it looks like it's, it's kind of built in layers, you know, kind of... Uh, um, of course, de- decreasing radius as the building goes up to the top hundred and what sixty fourth floor. <laughs> yeah. Now to get um, an idea, I think the uh, the twin towers um, in New York before they fell, of course, was wasn't that around a hundred stories? Those were one hundred and ten. Yeah. One hundred and ten. So this gives you a little picture of how tall this. Uh, you know, you're looking at almost double. Well, not almost double, but, you know, a, a half again. <laughs> uh, huh? uh, Here's well. something interesting, that the design is reminiscent of Frank Lloyd Wright's vision for the Illinois, a mile-high skyscraper designed for Chicago. I didn't know that Frank Lloyd Wright got into skyscrapers. Hmm. Remember, he's, been, he's done some really crazy um, office buildings but I don't remember any of them being yeah. tall. Their observation decks actually on the 124th floor so it's funny because the building kind of comes up to a point so they don't really have the observation deck up as high as it could be but 124 floors would, would indeed be taller than the than the World Trade Center um, but it's also they've got like a Dubai fountain which is kind of reminiscent of that fountain at, at Epcot or fountain at the Bellagio that kind of does a little a little show so, so where's the fountain at the top? Uh, I think it's, it's it's actually on the property at the at the base. So they've got oh, kind yeah. of substantial landscaping around them. Um, I did read that the observation deck also features the Behold Telescope, which is an augmented reality device, uh, which that? allows visitors to view the surrounding landscape in real time and to view previously saved images, such as those taken at different times of day or under different weather conditions. So, like, you can go up there and use the telescope and look down and then see what it looked like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon or see what it looked like an hour ago when there was a storm or that's cool. kind of – and it's supposed to be realistic that you're looking at it. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. 
they had some issues though. The uh, in uh, in 2010, the observation deck actually got closed down because they had electrical problems with the the elevator that trapped tourists in uh, in between floors for 45 minutes. Uh, oh, <laughs> that would be good. It says on the site here that uh, it takes two minutes uh, to get to the top floor huh. on their elevator, so it must be a high-speed, uh, quite high-speed ele- elevator. I, I think my ears would pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said. Well, you said there was one restaurant. What, what did you say about that? There's got to be. There's got to be twenty of them in there. It's the world's highest restaurant. Yeah, it, it only list one. Um, it's called Atmosphere. It's A T period M O S P H E R E. It's on the 122nd floor, uh, uh-huh. and it's the tallest, the highest. Well, you know, the, this I'm looking at though says it's the world's tallest restaurant. It doesn't. There could be other restaurants in there, but this this replaced the uh, the restaurant called 360, which was at the the top of the CN Tower. I see something that says the concrete used in the core of the building could build a pavement 1,283 miles long. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, it has to be quite uh, you know quite quite the base of that building. Their little list of accomplishments, though, the you know, building with the highest tower, the most floors, the highest occupied floor, they list that as 160th, the highest elevator installation, um, situated inside of a rod at the very top of a building, uh, the world's fastest elevators. You were just talking about the elevators, yeah. 40 miles an hour. Oh wow! Highest vertical concrete pumping because when they built, it's all reinforced concrete, so they would have had to pump, pump that concrete up. 160 floors. Uh, Tallest structure in history to include residential space. Highest outdoor observation deck. um, Highest swimming pool on the 76th floor. Um, I'm sorry, second highest swimming pool, 76th floor. The highest is in the Ritz-Carlton in Hong Kong. Uh, Highest restaurant, highest nightclub. There's a nightclub on the 144th floor. And the highest New Year's display of fireworks. Wow. Yeah, they they had that. Uh, I think they have the side one of the one of the sides of the building rigged up to shoot the fireworks off. Huh. Oh. Yeah. In uh, I see something that says in 2006, and maybe this is not so much the the Burj Dubai, but just Dubai itself uh, had had thirty thousand construction cranes. <laughs> oh wow. In the city, it says, are 24% of the world's cranes were in Dubai. Wow. So, give an idea how fast Dubai built up. You know, that, that fountain I was talking about, it's no little fountain. It's the, uh, it was a record-setting uh, $217 million fountain uh, that was designed by the same company that built the one at Bellagio. 6,000 lights, 50 projectors. Um, and shoots water 150 meters into the air. I wonder if, uh, it, it seemed to me when I saw the video of World of Color out at Disneyland that had the Bellagio show beaten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. In fact, somebody's comment said, oh, my gosh, the Bellagio looks like a broken monster. <laughs> 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 now, I, I happen to really like the Bellagio's fountain. but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought it was really impressive, but you know, so I don't really agree with that statement. But <laughs> yeah, well, but you haven't seen World of Color yet. No, yeah, that's true. The video looks incredible, and it's long. That thing is—it's like a twenty-minute show, isn't it? I think so. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a, at least. It's I thought it's over half hour. Oh wow! Yeah, and it got kind of scary towards the end. I mean that. Uh, yeah. I couldn't see having little kids at that thing. They had to develop an $8 million system to clean the windows because there's 24,348 windows, and they had to install like a special track system and a special machine which moves horizontally and vertically to clean the windows. Wow. Uh, and if it runs normally, if it, the window system runs constantly, it takes 36 workers three to four months to clean the entire building. Oh, wow. Talk about a full-time job, right? Just keep cleaning. Oh, man. And unmanned machines will clean the top 27 additional tiers and the glass spire. <laughs> I can understand why that would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it looks like another interesting building design is something called the Zaha Hadid. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Dancing Towers. And really, uh, the design, it's three towers right next to each other, but rather than being uh, just your typical straight, uh, straight up and down skyscraper, these uh, actually shift as they uh, go up from the uh, base of the tower to the top. So they're actually angled. That looks like a, a, an architectural uh, engineering feat. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say nightmare. <laughs> nightmare? Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> See the plan? And it, what does it say officially? The plan consists of three buildings which rise up from the ground, bending and intertwining with each other. Oh, no. Interwining? Okay. We'll say intertwining. So, I think so. Plan, plan consists of three buildings which rise up from the ground, bending and intertwining with each other to create a fluid animation of the forms. Uh, if you look at that picture, the the middle building that curves, well, at least it appears to curve the most. How would you get an elevator to <laughs> go up that? The elevator would have to actually tilt and move with the. Yeah. You know, or else you would have. You, to, ever, you ever been to the Luxor in Vegas? No. That's the one that's like a pyramid, and the yeah. elevators they're called inclinators, and they go up at an angle. Really. Oh just as you go up so they go up kind of sideways because they go up the outside of the pyramid cool so you definitely would need some special elevators interesting Boy. you could go to school just to study you know some of the some of the facets of trying to build some of these buildings you know and become a become the expert on creating elevators that gotta take twists and turns well you know every uh, every architectural firm has a department for that <laughs> yeah Another real interesting concept in architectural design is the Da Vinci Rotating Tower. Uh, architect David Fisher is the designer of this tower, one of the most innovative and unique buildings to be built in Dubai. The 250 meter tower will allow each floor to rotate freely, allowing the building to shift its shape. In between each floor, horizontal wind turbines will allow the building to produce energy. So it almost looks, guys, like uh, 
you could I assume each is it are they like apartment uh, hotel rooms or is this more like a business building doesn't really say in the description it just looks interesting on the uh, the top picture where the building is kind of a just a, a you know kind of a symmetrical uh, twisting shape and then with uh, I think they're trying to show what the building can look like with each successive change in the f in, in the individual floors rotating, where the thing becomes almost like a, a you know a tower of uh, I think you mentioned a Jenga tower with not all the pieces in. <laughs> How do you explain that? I don't know. It's a strange looking thing. If you you really have to go online and and just look up the Da Vinci rotating tower. So it, what's interesting is the the building itself, it looks like each of the floors is kind of an oval shape. So that's why when when the when the floor actually rotates, if it doesn't if it rotates different than the floor above and below, you're gonna get this kind of odd, you know, protruding sections of the floor uh, from one that would change from one floor to the next, depending on however they decided to rotate the individual floors. Huh. So that's that's unique, a, a building that actually changes shape. I'm trying to think of a practical application, and, and the one I came up with is is you're staying near um, while you're at Disney, and you want to see the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom, but then later on there's going to be a water show on that lake behind the Contemporary. Just rotate your room around, and you have a perfect view. <laughs> yeah, that's I read that it will do a, a full rotation in 90 minutes. Um, it's got something else in common with the con your favorite contemporary hotel, though. Huh. The contemporary hotel was built modularly, and this is this is supposed to be the world's first prefabricated skyscraper. So, 90% of that building is supposed to be built in a factory and shipped to the construction site. Okay, I do rem just so, remember that. Just so floor floor would be like 40 modules. Mm. So slide them. Talk about building blocks. Just slide them all in place. <laughs> cool. I know that's how they build some of the cruise ships too, right? They. Uh, yeah, all the all the rooms on a cruise ship are are modular, and they're pre-done with the electrical and the plumbing, and they literally slide them in and hook them up. Wow. Well, go online and check out this uh, Da Vinci rotating tower. There's a building there, the, the one that was built in '95, which architecturally it's nothing it's nothing really special but it's called the Reem Media Building and it's an office building and it's you know from the standpoint of it's just it's a square building and it's been around a long time but on the side of the building they put this state of the art projector that like the screen on the actual side of the building that is 25 feet by 111 feet and uh, it's it was designed that you could actually see it from the city's coastline so ships and boats and airplanes and everything would see this ginormous media screen right on the side of this building. Huh. It's kind of different. That'd be bigger than the uh, maybe the, some of those displays in New York Times area. Yeah. And they, they built it. This, this part did make sense. They built it in 95, but uh, it was designed that it could be dismantled and reconstructed on, on another site. I just found it here. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Another interesting concept that they're looking at uh, in Dubai is a, um, I guess, what do you call it? It's 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 like the ball in Epcot, um, a, a, ge a 
geodesic <laughs> sphere. Yeah, a sphere, and uh, it looks like Death Star because it has the uh, uh, round section like where the laser came out and you know blew up planet Alderaan or whatever it was. <laughs> like that big satellite dish thing. Yeah, this Death Star-like sphere is a design proposal for the REK Convention and Exhibition Center in the new city development. And I don't know how to pronounce that Middle Eastern thing there. <laughs> Raz al Kana. The building is made of glass and steel constructed in a giant sphere and located beside a long and low exhibition space next to it. Do you uh, think they would have some legal entanglements with uh, uh, George Lucas? <laughs> George Lucas. He's pretty protective of his, uh, his copyright. So. I would say... <laughs> They might. Yeah, that looks cool. It'd be nice if they could truly dedicate it to uh, a Star Wars kind of thing. In Las Vegas, uh, did you ever get to this, Josh? The There was a Star Trek um, exhibit in Las Vegas that's no longer there? You know, I never did. I always saw it advertised, and, and I didn't know it was no longer there. But um... It was kind of cool. I mean... If you're into memorabilia, it had a lot of that, at, and it was done in a very uh, nice way. And then you go on your Star Trek experience, and you end up on the bridge, and there's they've got a whole crew there all dressed up, and you have a scenario. And, and you're going to be surprised, but you actually get attacked by some by somebody. Ha! Huh. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I didn't get to do that. I did go to Hollywood once in the Museum of television movie history had the the bridge from the Star Trek Enterprise or um, from the next generation and I was able to go like I was able to sit in the captain's chair you could go on it walk around and, wow. and touch it so I got to I have my picture somewhere of being in the chair of of uh, the next generation bridge <laughs> cool. do you get to say make it so number one make it so number one <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I saw I saw a building that they're working on building in in Dubai that it the picture of it really does make me think of of uh, Epcot Tomorrowland you know sort of sort of feel to it but it's actually you know the famous museum in in Paris the Louvre they're building they plan to build in 2012 a Louvre in Dubai mm-hmm. uh, it's an 83 million euro construction thing but the the thing. The thing looks like a giant uh, parasol or umbrella or disc that hovers over the island, and everything everything's underneath it. Um, and it's on what island is it on? It's on uh, Sadiat Island, which is the happiest happiness island. Which, which was, I think it's one of those man-made islands there, but. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Gigantic sunshade which hangs ominously over the island. So if you if you see a picture of it, it, it seems like you're in, you know, maybe walking under a spaceship or Earth or something. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I see it. So it's just like that top view. Okay, yeah, I see it. Like if you see that top picture, it looks like you know, almost like you're walking under a UFO or something. But yeah, like uh, but, you know, for as hot as it is there, they essentially covered the whole darn place, and then they've got trees and other buildings all in there. Oh yeah! Wow! But they kind of stuck it out, you know, at the edge of the island. 
Looks like a big umbrella sitting there. So then, it's it's probably your closest closest to the domed Epcot City. Yeah. Concept. Yeah. Exactly, and it looks like it's designed to let the light through as well as it can. Yeah. Wow, that 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 has possibilities. I almost want to see more pictures of that concept. Yeah, it almost looks like they could build a just a night uh, just a wall all the way around, and they would have an enclosed, you know, city essentially. I'll take it one step further. Instead of a museum, build me the amusement park in the dome, which is what I wanted Disney to do forever. Just put the dome over the thing and <laughs> put the AC on, and yeah, rain, no humidity. You know, you're golden. that would be nice okay so we've looked at uh, a lot of different structures uh, definitely many unconventional structures uh, really pushing the envelope of design and architecture but really guys I think uh, there's one here that takes the cake probably the most strange uh, project plan of anything I've ever seen, and uh, it's called it's called the Cloud of Dubai, and uh, it's it's kind of hard to explain that the the structure is yeah. the cloud is a speculative design for a resort city elevated 300 meters in the air above Dubai and supported on slanting legs resembling rain. It is a horizontal presence on an elevated platform, an antithesis to the sum of skyscrapers spreading over the entire region. So really from a distance, the, uh, what looks like is these, these slanted legs uh, and it looks like a cloud. <laughs> uh, and that's the structure it's, it's supporting. And these legs go, uh, they make it look like it's a cloud with rain coming out of it. And and for you know to to get a, a grasp, the three hundred meters for those that aren't on the metric system, that's nine hundred eighty four feet. So that's ninety eight stories. So if you if you imagine or remember the World Trade Center, you're essentially not starting the building until the ninety eighth floor. Wow. The way they explain it in in another site I found here is the the. Uh, the cloud is a trip, a playful adventure in the city. It is a horizontal presence on an elevated platform, an antithesis to the sum of skyscrapers spreading over the entire region. The cloud is a dream suspended between artificiality and reality. <laughs> and uh, it's interesting, uh, at the bottom, at the base of it, it's kind of like a um, um, just an open-air area that people with sidewalks that people can walk and just kind of get an appreciation of the scale of this thing. But uh, another paragraph here is interesting, goes into explaining a little more what's what's at the top of this structure. And it says, an essentially sustainable project standing at a height of approximately 300 meters, which we mentioned, almost 1,000 feet. The cloud is a landscape in the sky comprising a lake, gardens, rotating bridges, Spiraling walkways and terraces, an auditorium, and a sky sports platform. Wow. <laughs> this should be pretty simple. The cloud is approached on a ground level from an esplanade, esplanade, I don't know how you pronounce that, with a pool reflecting a forest of inclined columns reaching up to the huge translucent floating island. Access to the cloud is gained through a few non-inclined tubular shafts, which 
double as structural support. Wow. I can't grasp how the the stuff is built and connected at the top of these columns. And do you trust it not to flip over if you're up there? <laughs> it's so tall and skinny. Yeah, there's not a whole lot holding it up. <laughs> no, from a distance. And then w- what kind of material is the the fluffy look? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You may have gotten that URL I just sent, but look at the second picture in there. There's, there's just something... Too amazing. Yeah. It's just it's it's I like the way they've integrated it into what looks like a real city or that fourth one down too. But I don't quite get the um they sure don't show the top of it very closely, do they? No. No. They, maybe they haven't figured that one out yet. <laughs> Man, I love the the way these people are dreaming. That first picture is kind of classic Dubai because every Every other building in the picture is actually under construction. Yeah. Everybody's got the cranes on the top. I just don't understand how it's a landscape in the sky comprising of a lake, rotating bridges, spiraling walkways and terraces. (laughs) It's like, just say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I sent you the link of what I'm looking at here uh, for... You, you go down a little bit, you can see uh, see the base of it. Yeah. I'd like to see a little more pictures of the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're being elusive about that. But look at... Uh, go ahead. Well, if you look at the... There's a couple plan drawn ones, but you can't. They're too small. Yeah. Uh, I just can't even... Now, that, that picture... Okay, so you get to some of the um, structural... That structural picture. And then below it, it looks like almost looks like a real picture with those columns going up. You see it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not real, is it? Can't be no, real. I think that's computer, computer generated, because the next one down is oh, yeah. in Cricket can, down there. In the yeah, you can thing. tell that one's... So it's, uh, it doesn't say that there's living spaces up there. It's called a landscape in the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it supposed to be like a resort, I guess? Uh, apparently. Or just a park to stroll through. That's almost kind of what it sounds like, is it's just a park. That that takes the cake. That's the top. top That's dreaming movie. big. Yeah. The cloud. Check it out. The cloud in Dubai. Well, we'll have to put all these links up on the site, and uh, we'll let people look through them and kind of marvel at uh, some of their big plans. And I, I don't think we've mentioned um, in, in previous episodes, we've talked about going out to dreamersempire.com to check out our podcast pictures and whatnot. Now we've got uh, Recapturing the Future up. Bob has put that together, and um, it gives information about the podcast and links. So Maybe I'll put a picture of this cloud as the first one. <laughs> I think that's the highlight, Yeah. <laughs> I was reading that one of the websites you sent me, they've got user comments, and and somebody said, it's going to look pretty lame after the structural engineer gets a hold of the drawings and adds a bunch of lateral bracings to all those columns. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You know, you see the radio towers, they've always got yeah. those support, you know, those uh, supporting wires. <laughs> Maybe they'll make... Uh... They can make cross trains. <laughs> they can make it uh, like you know some kind of transportation system 
going down to the ground from the fourth. <laughs> Might as well dream big. Well, it's <laughs> on the drawing board. You know, dream it, and when you figure out how to build it, then it gets built someday. Yeah. And who remembers what they used to say over at Epcot? If right. we can dream it, we can do it. Or where was that from? That was Horizons. That was Horizons, okay. Remember, all these things are possible. <laughs> we can we can do it. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I won't go there. All right. I was going to mention that pastor again, you know. I mean, he <laughs> proved that theory wrong. He, he can dream things that no one can do. <laughs> Well, I, I I'm planning on building a Dyson sphere. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> have we mentioned that yet in the podcast? The Dyson oh. sphere. Oh, have you ever heard of that, Josh? No, I've not heard of that. Of course, I I saw it the first time in a Star Trek episode, Star Trek: The Next Generation. They actually, uh, in one of the episodes, they encounter what's called a Dyson sphere, and Dyson, uh, his name is Freeman Dyson. And he was just a theorist back in you know the early 1900s, and he theorized that if you built structure uh, structure uh, equidistant between the sun and the earth, if you built a structure like that encompassing the entire sun, then you could essentially have habitation on the inner um, you know so if you built a sphere encompassing the entire sun you could basically have living space on that entire inner section of the sphere because huh. it's equidistant, equidistant between the sun and the and the earth huh. so you'd have the same atmosphere as the earth and of course the idea is then you know you could have bazillions and bazillions of people you know without running out of space you know right and of course so when somebody asked him well how would you ever build something like that and he goes, well, I'm not here to answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> can't think of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I've done my part. Yeah, that's my part. And, of course, uh, so in Star Trek, they encounter a Dyson sphere. And they, they in the episode, they go inside and they see the, uh, uh, essentially on the outer, outer uh, I guess, area of the whole sphere is, you know, lakes and mountain regions and clouds and <laughs> And uh, and of course, then they find out there's no population because you know the star is doing something weird, and everybody had to evacuate, and the ship's in peril, and you know, yeah. <laughs> of course. I think I was telling Bob earlier that I one of the soccer dads that I talked to. Uh, it was a few years ago, but he was a construction guy, and he was going out there all the time for uh, for work. And uh, the interesting thing he said was um, they build things cheaper out there because they don't have the code and all the OSHA restrictions and things like we have here. And what they do is if they build it and it doesn't work out, they just build it again. It's still cheaper than to try right. to meet all the code requirements here. Right. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he liked going there too. Well, they, they, had, they used, in building a lot of that stuff, they used like a South Asian workforce and there was a lot of controversy because they were I think unions and you know, like they were, they were not necessarily the best, the best market for the workers, but they were, they were that probably kept their costs down too. Hmm. Yeah, I think there was a lot of you know concerns about slave labor almost. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah.
Join us on our next episode as we'll continue our look at Dubai and the incredible plans in futuristic architectural pioneering in this modern desert metropolis. Thank you.